0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Another Take. On today's episode, Jeff and I try out a few ideas. We're both trying to get a feel for um, what we want this podcast to be moving forward. Since we've kind of relaunched the whole thing and um, are going to try to take it a little bit more seriously than we've taken it even before we took our extended hiatus, we put some thought into how we want to present the episodes and what we want to do with them. So today you'll hear a few different ideas, one of which being the Riff of the Day, which Jeff is an expert on because he's a fantastic guitar player and has a thing for riffs. Uh, Two would be just some new music that both of us are listening to. It'll give us something to talk about and something current, something that we can both kind of um, feed off of. And then the last thing is um, a quick little segment on this day in, in music history. And I really like this idea because It gives us a really good jumping off point to talk about bands and artists and events that mean a lot in music and um, both of us uh, can either relate to or um, have questions about. And lastly, we are able to actually integrate Spotify and music into our episodes again. We started doing this, um, I think, on episode one. So accompanying each episode is a podcast uh, playlist on Spotify You can find um, each uh, playlist in the show notes and you can also find it at anothertake.net. So if you want to listen to the songs that are in this episode, you can find them uh, in those two locations. So um, we're really excited for you to check this one out. This is just Jeff and I, but uh, we had some fun and we also have some really good guests coming up in the next couple weeks. So make sure you subscribe, uh, leave us comments and, um, Uh, give us uh, a good rating on iTunes or wherever that is. And yeah, that's it. Uh, So for now, enjoy the show. Thanks so much. what's up buddy how you
1: doing uh so far so good hanging in there with the quarantine dealio yeah glad we got this thing back up and running me too good to just talk to other human beings again
0: oh yeah i look i look forward to this the most out of the week I think, yes have a glass point.
1: of wine talk to a buddy this is
0: this is drink perfect. a beer zoom it as yes. they say
1: <clears throat> yeah
0: um so as you and i have been talking over the last couple of days and and uh we both kind of Discussed structuring the podcast a little bit more, right?
1: Yes. Well, actually, you know, let's bring it up. Let's. uh, Mike had mentioned he's like, "What?" I love that we started this thing back up again. Like, what are we known for? Do we have good guests? Are we funny? Do we have good insight in the industry? And like immediately, when he said that, I was like, "Yeah, I think all those things." How do we? (laughs) How do we exemplify all the things that we know, all the knowledge that we have of being in the industry for so long and having some good guests and. Make our podcast as good as possible. So, what we learned tonight is we can finally pipe the music back in like we used to do on the first two seasons, which was a major pain in the ass. You'd think that you could just plug your Spotify right in and just start playing it. But this has taken so many different websites and plugins and things. And today we finally have music audio again. So, all the songs we talk about can go on a playlist again and we can listen to them live on the air. That's right. Round of applause
0: there's no like delay or it doesn't mute or turn off like your vocal when it works. Like it actually works. Yeah. So we're good to go. Um, (sighs) yeah. So, uh, we kind of created like, a. uh, first off, I said that I'd put a playlist together of our top tens and I've now done that. Um, it will be in the show notes and on our Spotify, um, page. So you can actually listen and check out the full top 10. um, and it's a pretty interesting and um, intricate top 10. And I think Jeff and I are going to dive into it at a later date <clears throat> a little bit more because we kind of talked about Dusty's and whatnot. Um, second, I think we need to start with something every show, at least with just the, the two, with, with just Jeff and I. And we're going to start with the riff of the day. So,
1: Jeff, what is your riff of the day for today? My start has to be. Every time I think about riffs, like the riff to end all riffs is always "Crazy Train" by Randy Rhodes for Ozzy Osbourne in the Blizzard of Oz. Crazy. Train. I don't know if there's a yeah, "Crazy Train." I don't know if there's a better rock metal riff ever. I feel like all of us have been trying to come up with a riff like that. Let's see. Audio's working. Here we go. So good. Like I don't think there's any better. I, I've taught so many students that everyone wants to learn it. It's it's the best, one of the most fun riffs to play. Randy Rhodes is one of my favorite guitar players, so I'm obviously extremely biased. But right, that is one of the best riffs ever written, ever, if not yeah. the best, in my opinion.
0: That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Um, no, I I have to laugh because I it took me a while. So do you remember when Ozzy had his TV show?
1: Oh, the Osbournes.
0: The Os the Osbournes. Yeah, yeah. Did you realize at first that that was the song that their intro? Yes. Okay, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm, I'm a noob. <laughs> yeah, and when I and, realized yeah. <laughs> that, that like that swing version, Reality show I, style yeah, was I, I kind of was like, I think that made me like the song even more.:
1: <laughs> That's the sign of a great song. If you write a great song or a great riff, it sounds good on an acoustic guitar, it sounds good on a mandolin. It sounds good on a violin. you name it. It's a good riff. and I mean, it's crazy train. It's one of the best songs ever.
0: Yeah, and Randy Rhodes. How did Randy Rhodes die again? He...
1: It was a plane crash. No uh, way. He actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think he was like twenty-four, like twenty-six years old, on tour with Ozzy. Uh, he went. I mean, they were on a crazy tour. It, he was on tour with Ozzy Osborne for Christ's sake. So God knows what kind of drugs everyone was on. He decides mm-hmm. to go on a like Cessna style small airplane with one of the hairdresser's friends or something. They do a dive bomb by the tour bus, and they clip the tour bus, and then smash into a tree. No way. And, yeah. And then, like, Ozzy's awoken to walk out of his tour bus to this flaming plane. Dead. Everyone on board. Holy shit. Are you serious? Yeah. And I I guess, also, I mean, I'm a Randy nerd. He's one of my favorite guitar players ever. But he was going to leave the tour, apparently, right after that to go study classical guitar. And finish out all his Jedi training. Uh, but no yeah, I think he was way. like twenty six, some 25, 26, something like that. Done. And like that, and he clipped the tour bus. Yeah, they hit the actual tour bus when they did, they did a dive bomb trying to be you know funny. You're on tour with Ozzy Osbourne. Let's try to get close to the bus. They clipped it, and everyone died. Oh my god, I had no idea. Mm-hmm.
0: I think I just assumed that it was the. Um... The drugs and the alcohol and being on tour with I that mean, Ozzy Osbourne, but it was, but just not in the yeah, same way. Yeah,
1: indirectly. Indirectly. Yes, I would think. Uh, oh, I don't that's know. awful. I don't know. My. I said him and like Steve Ray Vaughn are my favorite guitar players, and Steve Ray Vaughn died in a helicopter crash. So maybe it's better we just do podcasts. I'll just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep stay both, on the ground. Both feet on the ground. Yeah.
0: It really is making me rethink my pilot's
1: license. Oh, was yeah. that even consideration?
0: Yeah, definitely for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't like
1: flying, do you? I I'm colorblind, so I can't be a pilot. No way. That's a, really. I mean, a lot of red and green lights.
0: I guess you're right. I never thought about that. Like even the. Um, uh, yeah, and
1: and and if everyone was panicking on board and they were like, "Hey, flip the red switch," and the black.
0: Right. Nothing.
1: I feel like it's all light oriented. Oh man,
0: I you know what? I never thought about that. So I've had
1: no desire to be a pilot though so it's
0: you're fine. I mean, no you're dream not,
1: has been killed on this one.
0: That's good. Yeah. I'm my dream's killed only because I can't afford to actually get my pilot's license. Uh, but, you know, I've also been seeing more airplane accidents recently that have made me rethink that decision. You know. So, yeah. that's fine. Um That's a good riff of the day. We're going to cut that. Uh we've got Crazy Train Ozzy Osbourne. I feel like I should do some sort of drum fill of the day, just because I'm. You a gotta do
1: drum fill of the day. I mean, I t- since we're starting riff of the day, I figured I'd start with like. I was thinking of every riff I could possibly think of, which is a lot. Crazy Train being the best.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: in terms of line. memorable, in terms of like, again, teaching guitar students this, it's, it's great. It's a perfect riff. Yeah. Not to sound like President Trump, it's a perfect riff. It's a. perfect... <laughs> <laughs> no riffs have ever been better than this one
0: It's true though um, Well I have my, my drum fill then Of the day If we're gonna okay. do that do you, do you, Can you guess what it is
1: Hold on to your Phil Collins's. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> Wow Oh
0: man I guessed on where that was in the location I think we're pretty close. I'll bet you didn't. You just started at the top. You're glad I didn't?
1: No, I said I bet you just started right at the top. So no. You can listen to the entire thing.
0: No way. I would never do that to anyone. It's like, it's like the, the last two minutes of the song. Here's the question. What year... Yeah. Oh, here we go. Never mind. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's satisfies there me. There
1: it is. <laughs>
0: I just want to point out the crazy train and the uh, the drum uh, fill in...
1: Uh, in the air the tonight the night, they're only uh, a year equally apart equally is awesome they are equally oh. as
0: awesome but they're only a year apart phil collins 1981 mm. crazy train 1980 is that crazy to me no pun intended that seems way older than i thought it was
1: it does well again i'm randy red's like one of my favorite guitar players so he's you know he was 20 mid-20s when he died so it just seems like a kid always does he yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I, he doesn't to me, but, I, but I'm not the Randy Rhodes fan that you are. So,
1: um, Right, right, right. Well, yeah. I mean, he's legendary status too. So he's do young you, and old at the same time.
0: Do you think, had he lived, when, when he died in 1982? Okay. Uh, do you think, had he lived, he would be considered better or more important than, say, Eddie Van Halen? Or do you think he is even since he's not here?
1: I don't know. Everyone likes to say like when they died they were just getting started, but I also can think maybe when they died they were done. So.
0: Right. Okay.
1: I don't, I don't know. I just, yeah. I mean he could have ripped the world apart and done way more crazy. To, and him and Eddie Van Halen all do the finger tapping style. Uh, right. If this was a video, I could show more Randy Rhodes. He does a double tap thing that that Van Halen didn't do, but learned pretty much from Van Halen. I don't know. I don't know. It's like I miss him dearly and he died three years before I was born. So, <laughs> so I don't That's know. It's funny. <laughs> yeah,
0: it happens. Um so um I wanna talk about some new music. Uh you and okay. I both have listened to new albums that have come out within the last like month or two, one of which was pretty it felt like a, a social media event. Maybe because we're all in self-isolation and there's nothing else to do but yeah it partly is because she's just you know um a pretty important musician from a different era who's kind of come back to say um hey if you will um fiona apple yeah and it's fiona apple yeah so yep. um can you remind me what the song was again is it i want you to love me is that the first song
1: so my buddy told me to listen to this thing he said it's crazy it's just It'll blow your mind. Lay back, give this whole album a listen. Um, I actually liked Fiona Apple back in the day. I, I I shouldn't say that I haven't liked her in between. I only remember her from back in the day. I remember it being just kind of a badass. She had that song, honestly, was criminal. Super cool. And then she had this speech that I think at the VMAs, where it's like this world's bullshit. And like as a punk rock chick, I always thought she was awesome. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard anything from her in so many years, and then. My buddy said this album comes out, and I was going on a run the other day, so I just threw it on, and it's it's pretty mind-blowing in a very interesting way when it comes to modern music. Really? Mike, I just put on song one, and just like the whole album kind of follows this progression. It's, okay. It's strange. It, it's, I don't want to say strange. It's really cool. I just, I just I really enjoy the whole thing all the way through.
0: All right, here it is. Thank you.
1: anyway like that this is the vibe i would like go check it out but like see how like the whole album is very like disjointed and strange and like but in such a cool way and like even if you hear the recording like we have these nice headphones but like you can hear like her mouth noise yeah they didn't do much edit it's so raw and a lot of it ends up being like these tribal drum beats and she's repeating all this shit and it's like i don't know it was super inspiring to me i went on a longer run than i planned on i ran for like an hour and listened to the entire album all the way through and like really i don't know it just was cool like i haven't been inspired in that way because i'm so used to f- like following melodies and doing um basically taking where the melody takes you when i write music and this was like a lot of it was beat driven and then like that one was super weird because it was in 4-4 but it felt like it was 6-8 for some reason at the same time and a, a lot of them are weird rhythms and right it kind of like ripped my mind apart a little bit like (laughs) i was like i was all over the place yeah i just i'd recommend listening to it and even some parts like it might have coincided because i was running further than i planned on but like around mile five ish like some of it like gives you anxiety and like i was just kind of makes you uncomfortable and And, and stuff yeah it made me uncomfortable because the beats weren't lining up as as you wanted them to and like you could feel what she was trying to convey it was it was I don't know. It's a really epic album. I I got to say, I went in with like no expectation except my buddy said, you should check it out. It should be cool. And I was blown away. That's awesome because it, it's it's one of those things
0: where like me on here, that first song makes me interested and makes me want to hear more. Yeah. Like fully makes me want to hear more. I was like, okay, I definitely want to check this out. Um, and And it kind of makes me happy because – it feels like the first song has a purpose and it does, it seems like it's easy these days for, you know, nobody cares about the album. They care about the single or they care about like, um, like, Oh, you could put it, put out an album, but like, you don't really need an album. It's like, well, actually, you know, having like a structure and a form, like it could actually come back and maybe because we don't have anything else to do now, this actually is a format that we can enjoy again. But, it just reminds me that like yeah albums are important and having like a first song that catches you i mean there's you. nothing
1: like a collection a collection i think it's 10, 10 songs around there and it's just like just the whole collection you can tell is recorded similarly. really well it's i mean yeah. it's, it's a it's comprehensive it sounds right. amazing yeah I, yeah i was just blown away it like inspired me again to know that like people are out there just still making albums that right, right. sound complete
0: yeah no, that's really cool. It sounds
1: like it was recorded in the same room as all the other ones, whether or not it was, I don't know, but it just sounds like like Tom Petty said it he always will call it a record, you know rest you know rest in peace, but always call it a record because it's a record of right. what happened at that moment in history and that moment in time, and so that's what's cool about the collection of songs
0: right and and it's not just. It's a it's a record. It's a moment in time. Exactly like Tom Petty yeah. said it best. There's yep. nothing nothing yeah, else. Yeah, you to can say bury it, it in the ground and yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Someone can find it someday and figure out how to play it, and that's absolutely what was happening that year.
0: Absolutely, um, and it's it's actually really cool because the for the songs that I chose, something that I've been listening to or that caught my eye, eye that's new or caught my ear, I should say. Um, I for um, whatever reason, and I'm not a huge uh, fan of this band, but. I heard they had a new record. I was kind of curious, for, or in, I was, I was itching for something new and and rock. So I checked out the new Pearl Jam album, Gigaton, and I was kind of blown away by it. I'm not a big Pearl Jam fan.
1: Something about Eddie Vedder's voice just is never. He's really hit or miss. Did, I've, I've always yeah. loved Pearl Jam. Yeah, maybe I just have a deeper voice the way I sing. I, it's connected. Like my mom even used to love Pearl Jam for whatever. It's like we had pearl jam albums in our house.
0: Dude, Dennis Always. Rodman huge Pearl Jam fan. Did you know that?
1: No, I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> I found
0: that I found that out listening to another podcast <laughs> with Eddie Vedder. Um but uh, no yeah, and then actually I was watching that the 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 Last Dance the other night and sure enough one of the clips they show of Rodman is him wearing a Pearl Jam show or Pearl Jam shirt. <laughs> Um, but anyway, check this out. This is uh, this is the first okay. song on the the new Pearl Jam record. And again, I was on a run when I was listening to it, and it just caught me right away. I was like, "Yeah, this is this is where I want to be right now."
1: I did you the ma- I like the mix. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, it sounds great. I, it's, I didn't know it's you. Could drum make a- heavy. Yeah, that, that makes sense <laughs> for me then. Uh I didn't know you could make a song like sound that heavy with clean guitar. To be honest with you.
1: Yeah, that was really interesting.
0: Like it's they like don't
1: natural feedback somehow or
0: something. <laughs> I don't know. They they just do some cool stuff on the record. Like that's kind of the va- the the vibe. And there was one song. I wonder if I can just find it real quick. Just pardon my my searching real quick but it's uh it threw me off when i heard it yeah this song didn't expect this to be a pearl jam song
1: no it sounds like a like modern early 2000s rock song modern early 2000s i just said yeah <laughs> perfect sums it up perfectly yeah oh boy
0: Yeah. yeah, he's still hit or miss for me. <laughs> funny, that that was like
1: the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s all, all in one. <laughs> <laughs> and Eddie yeah. Vedder popped out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Everyone, I like I, It's so funny. I feel like Eddie Vedder is the, the most polarizing, um, uh, what's the word? Um, grunge artist of that era. He's the
1: only one living. For starters, yeah, he
0: also is the only one. I, you saw, nailed it on that one. Did I ever tell you yeah. what you said about that?
1: <laughs> no, what?
0: Oh, I didn't. It was after, um, it was after what's his name, uh, from Soundgarden passed away.
1: Oh, Chris Cornell,
0: yeah. He was like, You know, man, Eddie Vedder still going strong, you know, why, right? And I'm like, No. And he said so tunched, like, he was, He's a surfer,
1: but <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, the <laughs> beach is closed. Like, yeah, Eddie.
0: yeah be careful. But yeah, he is a surfer and he lives his life like a surfer. So it kind of makes sense, I guess. He's like, exactly. he's got the ocean. I, yeah. <laughs> he's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely chilled out. <laughs> Has he? Like, I, I mean, it seems like it just, I don't know. His voice kind of like sounds like the ocean now or the call of the wild. And he's, he's just got that whole earthy sound to himself. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Chris Cornell made it a little while, but he. I mean, Chris Cornell is my favorite singer, so I don't right, know right. Where to go yeah. with that? But
0: um, Eddie, you know, it's funny. Was I when as I was listening to this record today, I actually thought like, oh, I kind of hear a little bit of, and I, and I should say that I hear Pearl Jam in Kings of Leon, but oh, I yeah. heard Kings of Leon in Pearl Jam, but it's sh- it's the other way around, really. I'm right. pretty sure. You know what I mean? Um,
1: Nowadays, I guess, yeah. But I was like, I was listening to, I was like, oh, okay,
0: like I I kind of hear where they were coming from, like I didn't really, I didn't know where they kind of got their sound until I started listening to a little Pearl Pearl Jam today, and it kind of made sense. But, um, yeah, it was cool listening back to or listening to how how funny is this? Both of us listened to like '90s artists.
1: Yeah, I know. I guess so. In 2020. So yeah, <laughs> what, what? What? Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. Um, I guess that's just what we always do. That's our go-to. It's almost like everyone's like, okay,
0: we need to reevaluate. Let's go back to the the basics here. And <laughs> in a, in a in a pandemic, I guess that's what happens. A...
1: Yeah, I'm. Hopefully, I mean that's all I can ever hope for. Is people I mean, listen. A lot of the. I just feel like a lot of the newer music, a lot of things were always getting cobbled together and like, here's a chorus and here's a verse and just right. pump it out. Like, there, there's dynamics kind of went out the window a little bit. Right. Right, right. Right. And I hope that's something that comes back. But even so, like, I, Fiona Apple was, it just, like I said, it blew my mind. Like, some of the songs are just like, for lack of a better word, like tribal drum beats while she's just like chanting stuff over the top of it. And like, you're just like totally entranced into it. And it's, it's not something... It's not inherently 90s or anything that she would have done before. Right. Seemed, it seems like something she could be doing inside an apartment somewhere. And just It's very, very cool. Have you ever
0: listened to... Um, oh, God, she's Russian. Um, oh, this is going to bum me out, and I can't remember. It. But um, she's the new Fiona Apple, basically. Piano player, amazing uh, piano player. Um, and her... Her song, the only reason I found out about her, well, not found out, but like heard her and searched her out is because she's the, um, the theme song. It's her theme song for the, the show on Netflix about the women in jail.
1: Oh, yeah. Orange is the New Black.
0: Orange is the New and Black. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What's her name? It's going to bum me
1: out. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. I, you know the theme, though, right? Like you can hear mm-hmm. it in your head. Yep, I know the artist. I can't think of it either, though. That's gonna drive me nuts a little bit too.
0: Um, yeah, I'll find it in two seconds. I <sighs>
1: will have to edit her in.
0: It's uh do, 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 Regina Specter.
1: Oh, there it is. Like
0: hearing that song that you just played me remind me of Regina Spectre.
1: Okay, it's D- cool. It's it- just it's cool because it's very choppy. It's, it seems like there's a lot of loops going on and just it's, it's just a cool way to look at it. I mean, when I write music, I do it so old fashioned I'm sitting at a piano or a guitar, and I'm following a melody with that and it's just it's cool that you can tell that maybe uh Specter does it, but I know Fiona Apple it just seems like they just started it from a different place or started from a poem or something, and then just how do we make this cool right Whereas I always start when I write a song, I have a guitar in my hand or I'm just sitting at a piano, and I just i Play chords and then have the melody follow it, and then I put words in later. And it's, it's like what all of us learn to do from everywhere. Like that's what all us, we learn to do it from the Beatles. Basically, you just sit there and follow the chords and follow the melody and do that. But when you can break out of that, it's it's super inspiring. You never um, write lyrics first. Like you never sit and sit down and do a poem or, you know. No, I really don't. I just I sit down and I play chords until I hear a melody in my head, and then I follow the the uh melody with the chords and sit there and then eventually you'd be like da 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 and something went outside and up blah 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 and then you just kind of follow this story until eventually you'll get one line that's like this person went outside and around the corner and then what happened over there and then you just keep figuring out what happened and then all of a sudden you come back and you have this character that you've created but it starts with the things that happen I guess is the way I look at it. Right. And I go that way. Whereas a lot of people can just have a poem. I mean, there's like Elton John that gets uh, lyrics from Bernie Taupin and um, right. writes the song to it, which is cool. I, I haven't really done it that way. Right. But then, you know, so many people can just get to hear a drumbeat and be like, oh, my God, I can make a song out of it. I'm just more I need a, uh, some chords and a melody, and then I, I shape the song almost backwards, I guess. Right. So
0: that's your process. Like the Bernie Taupin thing. That's
1: my process that works for me.
0: I am just not much of a writer. So, like I'll no joke just m- like make up songs and sing to Willow, my daughter. And mm-hmm. I the lyrics are always horrible. I mean, naturally. Um, but I always feel like the melodies like they're they're definitely more in the like 40s swing vein for whatever reason, but like the melodies are, are solid. You know what I mean? And I definitely I mean, I, f- find that I could be that's the person all that matters. Yeah, yeah, I mean to me or that's all that a lot people. That's, to me, yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know if we've ever talked about that. Like, the lyrics to me are, I used to get in a fight with Will, the, the singer of my old band, about how the lyrics, like, he would always, they were so, they're great lyrics, don't get me wrong, but, like, I had to, like, really think about them. And I was like, I really don't care about your lyrics. I just want the melody to be really good because, really, that's all that matters. And they're like, no, 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 the lyrics are really important. I'm like,
1: no, they're not. The lyrics are not important. <laughs> I don't know. Where do you <laughs> fall on that? uh, it's, you know what? I'm more on the, of a melody guy. I, t- I feel like on one side, like just off the top of my head, there's like there's Bob Dylan, great lyrics, terrible mm-hmm. melodies. I'm not terrible, obviously. I can't say obviously he's amazing in his own right, but like you know, he's not Beethoven, um, right? And on the other side, there's like I don't, something relevant would be like Nirvana. Like lyrics are kind of random things that he's thinking of. Great melodies. Are the lyrics that are the they, they're that way with Nirvana? It's, I mean, some they're, they're very cool, I guess, and very different. But it's not like, it's the melody that really would carry the tune, I think, or would carry the song for Kurt Cobain. Like, regardless, he, he can almost be saying anything, I've, I've always felt. It could, just his energy and his dynamics are what made the song so great. And the lyrics everyone kind of caught on to. But he was doing something no one else had done, whereas like Bob Dylan's going to be like... I walked down the street and I saw the girl that was the wife of the priest and the blood, like, like, and all the, you know? <laughs> like, right. You know what I mean? Like, but his lyrics were so, like, legendary that you were caught up in the story and he was more like a storyteller, whereas, like, Kirk, and again, I'm not saying these are equal or not equal, but, like, Kirk Cobain, I wouldn't necessarily call him a storyteller. He just was saying a bunch of whatever darkness was coming to his mind. I, but it wasn't a story of him meeting yeah. someone or this necessarily –
0: right do you get right. what i'm saying does that even yeah, make yeah. sense I don't, <laughs> no, that, okay. that makes sense that makes sense
1: but it was very melody driven and dynamic driven and Nirvana's one of my favorite bands and i love bob dylan too it just does just seem like extreme opposites to me that's all i can think of
0: right whereas like i mean i can think of yeah i mean the thrice albums that i'm a huge fan of as you know like they the lyrics do matter for me but i don't think that i listen to the lyrics first does right, I would
1: say Thrice, specifically, their lyrics, uh, I'm sorry, their melody, and yeah, melody is what actually drives most of their songs, and that's what carries the song from one part to the other. Right, And whereas, I find like, that- Obviously, the perfect of both would be like the Beatles. They did lyrics and melody perfect. Like, no one's ever done it like them, and they right. never will. Um, but like, yeah, Thrice would always follow, you kind of follow the vibe and the, where the melody's going, and then take it there, and then you can kind of form lyrics to that, whereas some songs are more storytelling yep for sure for sure the um, like there's like eleanor rigby or uh although you know what i'm trying to compare eleanor rigby to thrice even though thrice did eleanor rigby the one time but yep um thrice has some i don't know i'm trying to compare the beatles to thrice here
0: they i'll tell (laughs) you Thrice is melody driven thrice wouldn't mind that
1: (laughs) no not at all i'm sure they'd love it
0: I know for a fact that because they've always talked about it, they they write songs and then like Dustin will come in and actually add the lyrics. After and almost the entire record is written musically and recorded, like it, it actually makes sense when you think about it. Um, my favorite. That's what re-
1: I do. I think Dave Grohl does that a lot too. Like there's a lot of. I don't yeah, know, they, I like to hear everything first, and then sing to it, and then just wherever the lyrics go, just follow it that way.
0: Yeah, he doesn't even have. Uh, Dustin doesn't even have a melody. They'll write an entire record of music, of instrumental music, and then he'll come in and usually, according to him, hastily put together lyrics and melody, and it just works because that's how they do it and it's how they've always done it. Although Riley did write lyrics for one song on one of the first records. Which one? Uh, On the first record that they put out. What's it called?
1: Identity Crisis or...
0: Yeah, on identity crisis, mm. he wrote um, a song called "I'm pulling it up right now." I think unquestioned answers.
1: Wow! Oh, nice.
0: Like, <laughs> talk about a band that's like really gone through a. a, uh,
1: a oh, they've been everywhere. A and transformation. We're we're talking about this band called Thrice that Mike and I both love. I guess originally from Orange County.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: they've changed from hardcore hardcore punk i guess or hardcore yeah y punk something and now they're just kind of alternative rock but we followed the whole journey they're awesome
0: can you think of another artist where like you listen to the first record then you listen to the most recent and you're like they're still good and they're still but they're completely different like it's almost hard to believe that the band is the same and like nobody's changed members it's the exact same members it's not like david lee roth you know left or right. Dustin left and somebody else came in and that's why they sound different. It's like no, no they just they like. Uh, I don't think there's a, an and I'd have to think really, really hard. Not like really.
1: said, nothing's yeah, nothing's coming to mind. I'm sure there's an obvious one that we're missing, but
0: like no, TNC the last song on the first record.
1: Right. It doesn't
0: help that the recording is not the greatest, but
1: you got to start somewhere.
0: Yeah. Actually, you know who produced this was. The bass player for... Did you? TNC? Yeah.
1: So like you have that, like, look, there's like a 40-second intro. Yeah, so that's a little insight to Mike and I's. Yeah. One of our favorite bands. But then you go to their new record. Have you listened to the new record? No. That's perfect. the song bless <laughs> your hands that's so different
0: blood in your veins in your heart speeding me finally when will it be yeah
1: it's so different i mean it's still cool in it's own, in it's own vein, but yeah it's just different yeah. Oh, I actually thought of one. Oh. It's AFI. Oh yeah, that's another. <laughs> AFI list. being the quintessential different band that we started listening to. Them.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. That the first record was produced by Paul Miner from Death by Stereo. Oh. He was the bass player. Went on to start making records. So. Um,
1: yeah, I can't believe
0: that. He produced A Trey You, Newfound Glory, Thrice, The Casualties, H two O. I Did you ever listen to them to Death by H2O? Stereo? H
1: two O no. Death by Stereo, yeah. Uh I actually had one of their songs on like a mix back in the day. It was the No Shirt, No Shoes, No Salvation or Something.
0: Oh, I'm sure that's the what I that's the only reason I that's probably to it the too.
1: song that I'm I'm yeah. The guitar solo in that I was, I loved it. Just like a, it's like twenty seconds long, and it was inspiring to me. because I started listening to punk a lot, and then I transitioned into like hard rock and metal because I wanted to learn my guitar shit. And I remember hearing this like specific song and be like, "Oh fuck, I want to play faster guitar." What? Yeah. Wh- uh, what's the name of that record? Um, was it a punk? The song's like no shirt, no shoes, something. It's I, I probably Punkorama,
0: even... right? Yep, that's it. No shirt, no shoes, no stuff. Yeah, this oh this is sick, song. I've heard yeah. this forever. Those drums are busy. Yes. That's awesome! I love listening to music. I haven't I listened too. to it forever.
1: <laughs> totally, so cool.
0: The fans also like is a um, section of Spotify is a pretty um, awesome feature.
1: Yes, it where is. you can
0: just you can just jump around. Like for instance, Death by Stereo. You got number one fans. Fans also like Ignite, Good Riddance, Strung Out, Strike Anywhere, Eighty Eight Fingers, Louie. All right, we
1: could do yeah, yeah, we could do a full episode just on all those bands. Oh my god!
0: Yeah, I always yeah.
1: love. I love ignite. Oh, do you really? I do. Oh, I didn't know
0: that. I really do. Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea. I've never really listened to him. I only know Zoli because of Penny or Pennywise. But I've never oh. listened to ignite.
1: Oh yeah, I've been a big ignite fan for a long time. So were you happy when he joined Pennywise? Because you're like, oh, it's singer for ignite. Like, uh, great. Well, I was a huge Pennywise fan growing up, so it's a little bittersweet but like if someone's gonna replace him that wasn't the worst option i guess look at it yeah yeah, yeah I mean, he's always got like such a great voice like and his live voice is really soft like he can hit some really high notes he just it's a different voice i should say than right, right. Pennywise style right i was really curious to hear what it sounded like and it, it was pretty cool
0: yeah some people think that that one pennywise record that he's on is like one of their best. It was. I gotta say, it was a pretty cool record. <laughs> it just sucks because you know they'll never play that live again. There's no, no way Jim no, would no, play no, that. No, no, I, no, I don't imagine. No. I don't. I don't know that for sure. But no,
1: like, I. I wouldn't think so.
0: I mean, do people really want to hear it anyway? It's almost like one of those things. I'd love to ask Fletcher about that.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, at the end of the day, it just become. It comes down to your attitude on anything. It's like you can either feel scorned and just be like, "Fuck that," I never will touch it, or just be like, "Yeah, this was part of." The history that we did and i'll learn how to sing it and they'll do it and you can bridge that gap i mean it works with pretty much anything in life right you can either make it a thing or or not just right you know, no you know maybe jim sings it and it sounds really great when he does it and gets a million more streams on spotify and they make more money so right of course just, yeah you know just depends how you want to but it's the punk rock world and there's a lot of <laughs> built-up anger so probably never gonna happen yeah yeah <laughs> that's okay pent up anger that's okay definitely too. okay that's definitely yeah okay. that's what punk is yeah <laughs> yeah
0: let to be pissed um so i wanted to talk to you about a few uh a few things okay Another, a few other things so the new new little topic for us to discuss because i feel like we could just go down a rabbit hole every time we talk about this Anything. these topics yeah so this day in music so I, th- I actually just thought of this while, right before we, we came up with this topic, but we should probably do this for the day that the, the episode comes out and not the day that we record it, because for instance, ah, we're recording sense. this on a Friday. Yeah, because be record- like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. We're recording this Wednesday, the 29th of April, but it'll probably come out on Friday, which would be, what
1: day is that? Is that the first? Okay, no. so this will be two days ago in music. Yeah, that'll be the first of <laughs> <laughs> two days ago. <laughs> oh that'll my! That'll English. be the segment.
0: Yeah, yeah it is two days ago in music.
1: Does it really matter? Uh, yeah, uh, no. <laughs> but but on April 20th, two days ago in music,
0: <laughs> two days ago on April 29th, uh, we've got a few good ones. First off, okay. and this is really perfect for the the era, and we actually talked about it a little bit last week. Two thousand seven. Rage Against the Machine, reunite to close the Coachella Festival, their first show in seven years. Wow. So we were pretty close to having that again until, you know, our dear friend COVID decided to show up. Yeah, Corona
1: Festival took over, Coachella Festival. Yeah, yeah.
0: here Jeff and I would have been lucky enough to witness Rage Against the Machine at Coachella together in (sighs) harmony, but no.
1: I was Um, looking forward to that, actually. I was going to go for that reason. I mean, I think a lot of people are going to go just for rage. What song do you think they'd open with? Uh, I don't know. I, okay. So if you go with, the, <laughs> I like their the top,
0: <laughs> I, what are the odds? Okay. So the top five on Spotify, are rage against the machine songs. Okay. Top five. Most popular. God, Killing if in the name. With
1: balls on parade. I just like start punching people.
0: That, they'd have to,
1: right? Bulls on Parade. Here we go. Like, everyone would just lose it. I mean, I, I mean most of If they started with this song, like, Coachella would just burn down.
0: Like, the fire pit that's in the middle that's like... Oh, my God. Okay, if they do that, then they have to do, like, some weird interlude or intro to it. They can't just go in straight into it.
1: How weird is you know it I mean? too? They, you know, they were probably started rehearsing too. They're kind of like, oh, yeah, right? yeah. They might even change it up by October.
0: No, nah, they they couldn't start with this. No, that's that's not killing. It always the name makes of. me think of Tony
1: Hawk Pro Skater.
0: I me too. Me <laughs> too. <laughs> the school.
1: <laughs> oh God! I feel all like this, this. This could have been it. I don't think they would start with Killing in the name of. But if they did, No, I mean, maybe not. I mean, any of these would work. It's such an easy set list to put together. It's been years. Yeah. You know, everyone's going to be beating the shit out of each other out there. God, whatever. they're so good. They're so good. Yeah. I know people that don't like them, too. And it just... It's mind-boggling. I was like, how? How do you not like them? I don't get it. I don't know. I, I mean, you the- and I have, like, the metal, hard rock, like... Vibes, our, yeah. Not vibes. It's vibes that makes you think more reggae, reggae. But like, you just have this hard rock thing that, like, when you hear t- the start of "Killing in the Name" of, like, your hair stand up and you just like start yeah, looking yeah. around the room and like kind of running right, to right, pace. Right. Like, you get mad a little, right? You don't even mean to. And you're just like. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, it's, just I, it's that like thing. My, you turn into a werewolf basically when you hear it. <laughs> Rage. It's it's
0: it's a good driving record too, or it's a good driving band. Oh God, yeah. Like except, I mean, except for, for everyone off. else on the road, but yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, those poor people. Um totally. Wonder how many accidents have been caused by Rage Against the Machine? That would be a fun statistic. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, we got another CHP. Rage. One. Yeah, Red yeah. Rage one. <laughs> <laughs> we should ask your dad. Oh, God. Uh, okay, 1980. Black Sabbath launched their first tour with Ronnie James Dio as lead vocalist, replacing Ozzy Osbourne. That's a big one.
1: That's like bittersweet for me, because I, I loved Ronnie James Dio, and I know you worked with him like personally at Total Access. Yeah. Mike had the pleasure and distinct pleasure of recording Ronnie James Dio engineering some sessions. And I've gotten and, to hear some outtakes that are so fucking funny. But he seems like such like the most awesome, nice, genuine guy. Seemed like. He was. You know, rest his soul. No, but he definitely was. Rest his soul in hell.
0: Uh, I actually, I got to record this version of the band, too. Oh, crazy. Because and, uh, I'd worked on Heaven and Hell. Oh, so
1: cool. Which, that was a treat. That was. I mean. But. Tony Iommi is one of my favorite guitar players ever. So getting that fruition of the band sounds pretty rad. Plus, I mean, Ozzy was long gone for a little while, like mentally. He was in a mental institution for a little bit. I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: Ten. This is the podcast of things Mike didn't know about Black Sabbath, or sorry, uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. And I mean, people mean, played he with totally, Ozzy Osbourne. He
1: totally went mental. Um, and among other things, they had to boot him. And Ronnie a James Dio, if, if you're going to pick anyone to replace Ozzy... That's I, you can't replace Ozzy. Obviously, he proved that yeah. by going solo shortly after and crushing. But um, Ryan James Dio was pretty much started his career and solo career after that. That's great. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, he did start his solo career after that because he was in um, Rainbow uh, prior to Rainbow. That. Yep. Yeah, Richie Blackmore. Yep. Um, the here's something that I just noticed that year two, uh, 1980 another banner year because so black sabbath puts out heaven and hell that album came out oh my gosh no wonder 1980 april 25th 1980 so four days ago they put that record out um and around the same time i'm almost certain uh it was it was april acdc puts out back in black and they have another singer who is replacing another singer?
1: Oh wow! But it's Bon Scott. That's yeah, interesting, actually. But, yeah. So Dio and yeah, one did better than the other. But
0: yeah, but at the same time, Ozzy also in the same year releases Crazy, Blizzard
1: Train. Of, yeah, Blizzard of Oz
0: or Blizzard of Oz. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Which yeah, one of my favorite. Oh, Back in
0: Black came out. Oh, it came out. A, so Back in Black came out in July. It was it's still crazy in April. that
1: they're within a year of each other. Either way, that's yeah heavy metal history.
0: Yeah, I mean an entire year where 1980 was a weird year. It was the year, uh, um, so I think Bon Scott died that year. He like he, maybe, yeah, he died. Uh, Bon Scott died that year, and then I think, uh, Bonham died that year, and John Lennon died in 1980. Yikes! Yeah, that's a heavy. Yeah. Heavy uh, loss for for music. But at the same time, like, Blizzard of Oz comes out.
1: When did Blizzard of Oz come out? Do you... you Uh, I thought it was between 80 and 82. something in there. Let's see.
0: Uh, It came out September 12th. In 80? Yeah. Wow. So Heaven and Hell comes out, and then the following, and then a couple months later. Jeez, what a year. You have... Well, I mean, the Dio thing is kind of uh, pretty minor in that whole. Yeah, yeah, compared to
1: Blizzard of Oz and ACD, Back in Black. I mean, those are stratospheric. Yeah. The Dio things, he's like, every heavy metal nerd is obsessed with Dio, you know? But, like, the general public probably doesn't know Ronnie James Dio, unfortunately.
0: No. No, they don't. And it's kind of a shame, because, like, technically, as a singer, I think he is much better than Ozzy.
1: Yeah, he's more, like, operatic. Like,
0: I don't know. He just... Did you listen to that record, Heaven and Hell? Yeah, definitely. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't like you weren't like a, a, a no, no, no. It's a Dio track. I'm not interested.
1: No, no, no. Like no, some no, people no. are with definitely with
0: not. uh, what's it called, Van Halen, Van Hagar, Van Hagar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, man, now that makes me think. When did Van Halen two come out? Because that would have been about the same time. Now it's, it's nineteen seventy
1: nine. I mean, it makes perfect yeah. sense though if you think of seventies turning into eighties, I mean that those are right. all those albums that switched it up, and then eighties turning into nineties was where all of you think, everything that they started turned into like the tacky eighties metal and all that. Before grunge started was the end of the eighties. It's like those transitional periods were huge. Yeah, and it's, I was on the decade line. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I guess not anymore, but it was on the decade line. Or right up to yeah. 2000. And I feel like after that, everything after but 2000 has kind of been kind of that ethereal.
0: 2000, just. like the new metal. Like I feel like that's when, um, what's it called? Uh, Lincoln Park came out around right, there right, right, 2000. Right. What would have been 2010, now that I think about it?
1: I mean, like Cage the Elephant or something. Like I'm thinking, like anything in the in the rock world, obviously, right? So it was like uh, Muse that yeah. started ruling around early 2000s, and then yeah, I don't I don't know. Things got a little convoluted after that. But it used to be like kind of like clockwork, right? Like 60s turned to 70s, 70s to 80s. You could think of like definitive bands as as, uh, as the decades turned, and then. I don't know. Maybe it's getting older, but I can't think of like 2009, 10, 11. Like what were the bands that really like you know, shifted the paradigm, if you will? Uh 2000 I mean, I think that's when I
0: stopped caring. I was like yeah. podcaster, the way, it, the, the way it, <laughs> No, I that sounds really bad. But. No,
1: I know. But yeah, I think around then is when we like started hitting our mid 20s. Uh, honestly, we knew everything.
0: You know You know what? Now that I think about it, like, I think in the rock scene, I think you saw a large shift from, like, there's obviously the K-rock bands, but, like, uh, well, no, I don't know. I mean, that's when reggae started to take off, around there. 2008, I I worked on the Slightly Stupid record that was probably one of their best sellers. 2009 and 10, I think that's when Revolution kind of, like, came into their own. I know that's kind of a stretch,
1: yeah, but, but those like, guys like really grew a big scene as as we know in our realm. Yeah,
0: they did. I mean, you them went them to festivals. college with them, didn't you? with, with Iration uh, and and Revolution. They were.
1: I think they're slightly older than me. But uh, Revolution, when I was at UC Santa Barbara, they would play like every single weekend at UCSB, um, at some house party somewhere. Which I thought was like a brilliant model because UC Santa Barbara, we'd always have people visiting us, like every weekend, you would have friends from out of town coming in. And then you have this mm-hmm. band. It's like, you start out your Friday or Saturday night. Like, oh, we're going to go to the house party. Revolution's playing. They play from like 9 to 10 or whatever until the cops come. So they'd go and hand out their demos. Like every Friday, you're handing out 100 demos to 100 kids that are then going back to their colleges across the country. Right. It, was kind of, it was kind of a brilliant model. Yeah. Like whether they knew it or not, they were just hustling. And I remember you'd see them. Like, they'd have like a pickup truck or something with their gear in it. They'd be driving around every weekend trying to find their new um, house party to play at. So I always respect bands that have the hustle like that. Yeah, paid off. For they definitely big time, did.
0: So, yeah, no, they definitely did.
1: Um, who
0: else in that in two thousand tens era that you think could could make that like jump though, where it was like, okay, this is the changing of the guard. It doesn't really exist. Not really. That I can think of, you know.
1: No, I mean, it's like right around then it was like the, you know, Spotify era. Whatever, that wasn't, like everything was just so scattered and you can start listening to everything at all times. Yeah, and that, you know what? That probably had something to do with it. Yeah, so it kind of yeah, just dissipates because, the focus because you don't go out and buy, There's you know, no record. Up till then like, it was like you spent, you know, I'd spend 20, 30 bucks a month and I'd buy two yeah, albums, albums that month. Yeah. And then listen to them nonstop and fall in love with that band and be obsessed with them. Um, and then once you could get everything like we have now, it's—I mean, you know—and it goes spills over to TV and, and movies and every sports and everything. It's kind of—it's like I mentioned to you before. Sometimes I sit there before I'm leaving my driveway and I'm like, "Oh, I want to listen to something." And like, there's so many things now to listen to that I don't even know what to listen to. Because mm-hmm. oh, why would I would—well, maybe I want to listen to. T- funk no i'm not feeling the blues are, and then sometimes i'll just like put my phone down and i'll sit in silence and just drive <laughs> drive to wherever i'm going right because there's just too many options you get this little mental stalemate going on so i don't know and again i don't know if that's good or bad to have so many options but it's crazy to think that like uh actually when i was driving here i switched over to my cd player when i was trying to find i was trying to play a mix that i have on my phone and i stopped accidentally uh-huh. on the cd player and i have um Purple by Stone temple Pilots in there, that CD that's been in there for, for mm-hmm. years, I guess. I haven't even used my CD player and just sat there. I've listened, been listening to it all day. And it's just like, oh yeah, this is what we used to do. You'd have the CD that was in your CD player and you listen to it over and over and over and over again. You know, every word, every song, you know, all the transitions. When one song ends, you already start singing the next one. um And I don't know that that's necessarily lost. It's just, it's that was just our, you know, you and I growing up, you knew every song and every album and you knew you knew how long it was before the next song kicked in. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean... So, yeah. it's long, long like, story long. I don't long. even know. Yeah,
1: I don't know. From Right around 2010 is when that kind of stopped happening because that's when Spotify kind of kicked in and everyone had everything. So it's now kind of come down to playlist things, which is, you know, it's fine. I'm down to, to shift with the way music's shifting. It's just it's not the way that we were used to uh consuming music i guess
0: no i don't think so and and i think like at that time i'm looking at, at, at right now i'm looking at uh music released in 2010 and google does this thing where they just throw a bunch of songs at you and the only ones i think like make a difference i feel like are and tell me if you i mean this cracks me up because there's some where i'm like oh this that's the one hit wonder for that one like a G6, Far East Movement. Okay. Yep. <laughs> you know, and then you have some, like, where you're like, okay, that's going to, we're going to remember that one, Roll in the Deep by Adele.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Um, some that, like, you just, yeah, okay, that happened, I guess. You know, uh that was a big year for Katy Perry, it appears. California Girls, Firework, that whole
1: yeah, that kind of, um, yeah, that defines that moment. But yeah, it's just funny yeah. with the way you and I look at it, where it's like 1980 and we're looking at like Sabbath and ACDC and Aussie. Right. And, but and you know you get, what, hey, you know what, we're, it's, I don't want to say we're old, but we're a little older. So 2010, someone was 14, 15, 15-year-old 15 okay. kids So we're getting, I don't know, I guess I was most inspired between like 8 and 16 probably. So yeah. somewhere in that zone. And there's kids that were super fired up with everything that came out in 2009, 2010. So, you know, I try to remind myself of you got to take things in the context of how old you are and the age. And so.
0: No, I think I, think I just found it. But at the same
1: time, it, the 90s were the fucking best. So, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so
0: <laughs> that year, 2010 specifically, and this is perfect for the, 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 the decades thing. That we're talking about Arcade mm-hmm. Fire releases the suburbs. Um, LCD Sound System releases uh, This is Happening, which has this super cool song on it of, that I really love.
1: I never got um, into them, so I don't, we'll have to talk about them on the next one.
0: Oh, dude, it that's a good reminder. I will remember that because Dance Yourself Clean, I, I remember hearing it for the first time, um, and I just kind of It it immediately struck a chord with me. I was like, oh, this is a sick song. Um, But Arcade Fire, The National. Did you ever listen to The National? No. Yeah, okay. So uh, Vampire Weekend. Yep. Yep. Oh, they put put
1: Cousins out then? Yeah, okay.
0: So was it Cousins? No, Contra.
1: Oh, okay. Well, Wasn't that song Cousins? No, 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 no. Oh, it was probably... Sorry, the album is
0: called Contra. I feel like so, yeah. I feel like that's what happened. Those the, that style. Like those are the bands that are gonna be the horchata. Is that the name of it?
1: That's the name of that song. For Vampire Weekend. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Like the one I knew was Cousins.
0: <laughs> that's okay. one I
1: remembered from that. Like right around that time. And plus, we're already at like yeah. 2020, so that was 10 years ago. So we're already at like yeah. this turn of. Billie eilish and that new vibe Hmm. i'd love to talk to you about Billie eilish at
0: some point also i haven't
1: no no but fully... I, we haven't yet but i mean yeah it's just you know we'll have
0: to to summer yeah, sum it
1: up it's just like really cool and different and yeah from when i first heard it i was like this this is rad i don't know who this is i don't mm-hmm. know what's going on but i haven't heard this before and that's always gonna win uh Okay,
0: last This Day in Music. Okay. It's really random and stupid and just, I don't know, I think I just thought of a cheesy joke, and so that's why I chose it. Okay. 1996, Phil Spector calls off a planned project to produce Celine Dion when they can't agree to terms.
1: What was the planned product? Fucking Titanic?
0: Or a project? I don't know, but (laughs) I think she dodged a bullet there. Literally, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> that was bad it was really bad yeah, yeah. I've, been wait- I've been waiting 55 oh have you for that <laughs> yeah I was gonna say wasn't that like right around the my heart will go on Titanic era yeah
0: yeah and, I, and my heart will go on came out in like 97
1: I think oh okay well that's yeah she dodged a, a major Titanic
0: what I mean what would that have sounded like like the wall of sound with Celine Dion
1: I don't know I mean, if you, you can really make Celine think about Dion that. sound bad
0: though end of the day i think too much celine dion you can i think my heart will go on proved
1: that true that's one of the few songs that's ever crushed with a penny whistle (laughs) might (laughs) add think of another song that's been more iconic that has a penny whistle in it Uh, (laughs) There's a, there's a uh, Wikipedia
0: list out there for sure. Songs, li- list of songs with penny and, whistles. Yeah, that's very and the much only one. the top.
1: <laughs> it's that and then like, like Irish drinking songs. Like very, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a far a number obscure. two underneath that one. Yeah. Kigiri. And they all, in- yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, the penny whistle. First of all, I didn't know that's what that was called. Yeah. I would have just called it the Irish whistle. <laughs> Pretty much. Is that, is that, it's, yeah. I mean,
1: it's same deal. Yeah. <laughs> Do, do, do. do, 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 do. <laughs> I mean
0: it yeah. It is an iconic song though. I mean Oh my really. god it's an iconic
1: movie. It's one of the best movies of all time. But yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> have we ever played it on the podcast? I don't think we have.
1: Not I yet. One we'll that's on, never should come we, up. Should we sign off to it? I think it might be a good idea to sign off to it. I'll whisper don't ever Let's let see. go, Mike, as it. A... <laughs> 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 don't let go chat <laughs> uh
0: my heart will go on the love theme is arguably Titanic. no room on this floating door no but there's a penny whistle <laughs> by the way there's a a youtube video of her performing in vegas uh with this song oh my god It is moving. She's like... She's on a rise... A platform. A hydraulic platform. And she's about 30 feet in the air. And right before the key change, right? All of a sudden, like, a wall of rain just starts coming down oh my god right i'm gonna, i wish i could find it just to send to you i wish i could i wish this was a video podcast so i could show it but so it, it's like basically it, an
1: angel that just got left down on earth for all of us to
0: canadian angel a canadian, canadian angel. angel
1: are there any other kinds that's true <laughs> <laughs> pretty nice I, people. Know, I have no idea
0: but uh there's a very by the way there's a very high likelihood that we'll have a, a canadian on our podcast in the next episode. Alright Stay tuned, people. Okay. Stay tuned. Keep believing for a future Canadian friend. And that your heart will go on. <gasps> All right. Too much too much time. Okay. All right, dude. This was a good one. <laughs> this is <was> a
1: funny <laughs> random ass. Thank you. And good night. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Oh Edward Moreau is gonna be giving us the 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 award for the worst podcast of the year <laughs>
1: <laughs> ending on <laughs> ending on dion yeah
0: hold on i just want to it's the I best way to sync that, a podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just want to point out like there is a way i think maybe that's it it's like like there is a way to go from Randy Rhodes to Celine Dion yes and we just did it. We did in that episode. We did. We started. We started <laughs> with Randy. We started with Randy Rhodes, and we ended with Celine Dion. Randy on.
1: That's why. Yep.
0: Rand. <laughs> Randy on. Perfect. <laughs> All right, dude. Good talking to you. Night, y'all. I will. Uh, I'll speak to you soon. Okay, Thanks again bye. for listening, everyone. Later. All right. Talk to you later.